is Passion for Your Passions, a podcast about what makes life worth living. I'm Krista. And I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about some current events, what we're feeling, what we're watching, how things are going. The whole year. The whole shebang. somebody about this TV show, YouTube show that I have been watching. It is a Chinese drama and it's called Eternal Love of Dream, which first of all, just even the name alone kind of cracks me up just a little bit. But also, so because I think I've been watching it and, and honestly, it's weird. When I first started watching it, it wasn't me watching the TV show. It's that they kept recommending it to me on YouTube and I would watch little clips. But the clips, the title, the way they title these clips cracks me up because it'll be like, Fox character won the championship, but the emperor left with a scheming girl. <laughs> or like, well, one, of, <laughs> yeah, one of the other ones that cracked me up is like, Fox and emperor went romantic shopping. She coughed off blood. Is pregnant now. <laughs> That's the perfect title slash summary. Like, got everything you need. <laughs> Is pregnant now. <laughs> it's so, and it's weird too. I mean, obviously, it's a mistranslation type of thing. Well, at least I think it is. Unless it's some kind <laughs> <I> of <hope. laughs> unless it's some kind of joke. I'm not understanding. But when you watch the TV show, it's not quite like that. Like, it makes more sense in context when you're. It's like a normal drama kind of glossy drama like I would say it's not I don't know like The Witcher or anything like that like it's just kind of a mid-level drama kind of girly a little bit but it's still <laughs> just some of these titles crack me up and it is definitely a little bit weird to explain to people because it does have this whole Chinese gods type of thing and so some of the plot points are just a little bit bizarre like I think one of the very first plot points is she basically turns into a fox and she's like a fox for a thousand years <laughs> damn <laughs> and it'll be it'll be stuff like that where it's just kind of like stuff happens and then it happens for a really long time and occasionally they'll mention it they're like oh it's been 400 years now it's been a thousand years now it's been like damn you were really fucking devoted to being a fox <laughs> also it's my dad and i were talking about the concept of forever it's like well what is it like is it 10 generations is it three so then the idea of like is she a fox forever then because been a thousand years and by like any of our concept of time that's basically forever <laughs> like what yeah it's it's definitely bizarre but i recommend it to anybody who would just want to watch a kind of weird glossy tv show because like i said it is it's kind of like girly in a way but it's also just goofy it's just a very mid-level drama type of show like nothing well, okay, and, and see, here's what's weird, too. Serious things do happen, but it doesn't happen in a serious way, if that makes sense. So it'll be like, 
oh, these two people want to marry each other and it's very tragic, but, like, they don't really amp up the tragedy of it. It's just kind of like, it's tragic. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do? Oh, antics. <laughs> yeah. So, and there, there's, like, a lot of things like that where it's like, oh, this event pretty much sucks, but we're gods or something. Mm. So, I mean, I guess in a thousand years, we'll move on. <laughs> well, I think... This is a good segue to say that we're talking about current events. <laughs> we're talking about anything random and interesting that has interested us recently, which is a very roundabout way to say that. But that <laughs> that is what this episode is about. We like to do this once a quarter or so because that gives us a, a chance to talk about smaller things that we don't feel the need to dedicate a whole episode to. So with that being said... We could go into our first category of media. Which we've already soft started, but... Yeah, <laughs> trash drama. Yeah. So we started with a really good, like, romantic aspect. <laughs> but, you know what? Our, our staple and true subject. What about video games? Well, I think we gotta talk about Horizon Zero Dawn. You mean Horizon Forbidden West? Zero Dawn's the first one. Oh. I do that too. <laughs> Horizon... I was like, Horizon Zero Dawn, part two. Wait... Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, the sequel. The sequel to the Dawn of Zero. Yes. This one. Yes. Yeah, so I started playing it despite all of my skepticism. But isn't it great? I do like it so far. Yeah. I will say, I haven't beaten it. I think, just kind of based on what I can tell, I think I'm halfway or towards the end. It's kind of hard sometimes with these kind of games because you can never quite tell if there's going to be like a huge twist. And I'm like, this is the kind of game where they might try to pull that and I'm just not sure yet. Do you but have all of the party members? I, I don't know how I would know. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am... Well, there, see, I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, I think there are six. There are um, three women and then you... And there are three, or there's two guys. Three guys, so no, yeah, there's six, so three and three. And then you. I think so, then. Okay, and are they all intact? <laughs> I think so. Then you're, like, uh, you're probably just over halfway. Okay, I mean, that was kind of, I was... I did the same thing, I was like, like I where am I at? <laughs> yeah, I was kind of debating it, because I was like, the point where I'm at, I'm like, I could either, because it depends, you know, obviously on how long the game is, it's like, I could see this being, like, really close to the end, or they're going to pull some shit, and then it's going to be longer. <laughs> and then have you met Trinity? It's the same voice actress that does I have be. met her. Okay. Yes, I've met her. So, it's, yeah, that's pretty good. But... I think it's weird. I I think I like it a lot better, but then also in a way I am starting to get sick of it again, which is weird. I don't know why that keeps happening to me with this game series. I think it's because they've improved some of the RPG stuff, but also when you go to the towns and blah, 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 and all these places, it's like they want you to do a million things. And I know that's pretty typical of RPGs, but man, in this one, does it feel overwhelming. That they're like, here's a new town. Now you've got, like, a hundred new side quests. And it's like, what? But you're telling me that I need to go over here, and then there's another town, and more side quests. When do I do the story? I don't understand. It's like they put 50% more effort into absolutely everything. 
And some of those aspects didn't need that much of a jump. And so, like, the weapons, oh, my God. Like, the weapons and the gear, they went too far. I was like, I appreciate you gave me more diversity and more point to, like, customizing them. But, dear God, like, there's so much. <laughs> and then the, the weapons really made me mad because I have to have, like, six goddamn bows equipped just to have all the type of ammo that I want. I'm like, no, there really should be, like, an ultimate bow. <laughs> that you can get and up till then you do the annoying shift over but they just they just went so hard on everything and I really appreciate it but it does get annoying on some aspects and then the quests it really made me mad because I like to do the whole map exploration so I want to get all the like travel points and the long necks or the tall necks and you can't you have to wait until certain points in the game to do all the tall necks and I'm like fuck you and your tall neck like I'm just like I want them now yeah <laughs> And so there were parts of it that I understood, so they didn't, like, decrease their rating for me in my head. But as a personal problem, it just pissed me off. Like, as a personal thing, I'm like, I hate your stealth, but I always hate stealth. I'm just not gonna. I don't have the patience for stealth. And then I want, there's certain things I want to do right away, and it wouldn't let me. And then yeah. there was a part, I got so goddamn mad. It kept happening to me, where I'd be on the goddamn path, so, you know... I should have minimal excursions with creatures. And it'd be like an army. I would face like one stalker and then a hive of monkeys come in and then a thrustle back at home and then the freaking velociraptor. I'm like, how many are there? Like just I only stop for a second. <laughs> like, why? I do like though that when you're running, you can like crouch and you'll just slide. slide. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. I just enjoyed doing. Well it was like the slide. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, but the all story of that aside, Chef Kiss. Yeah, the story has impressed me, which I was definitely the thing I was the most skeptical about because Horizon Zero Dawn ends in a way that I almost considered perfect. So it was like, how are you gonna make this go on? I'm scared, but then like so far, I have been very engaged. Yeah, I love the story. I love the the characters' interactions with you. I love the party and having, like, your safe house instead of, like, a true RPG, that element. And I even love that they kind of play on their weakness in the first game of her being such a solo fighter. They play on that in the second game where it's like, hey, you need help. Fucking get over it. <laughs> and everyone just basically, like, hammers her in the head, like, you can't do it alone. <laughs> like, and she's like, fine, goddammit. After trying to die six times, I guess I'll listen to you. Like, Oh, although I will say, there was one point where I did have some trouble suspending disbelief. And it was just because, I don't want to, like, spoil too much, so I'll try not to. But there was this one part where they were trying to figure out who did something, right? And so the person who was figuring this out did like this calculation and it was like yes it must be these people and and i was like i i don't <laughs> i don't <laughs> that's fine but also that seems like you've jumped away <laughs> way too many points from the logical conclusion <laughs> to just something way this, is this thing <laughs> but okay sure my only honest complaints are like i said there's just a few points where i'm like you didn't have to work this hard here and that's especially with like the gear and the weaponry and so the stuff I've already said is just a personal complaint otherwise there is one storyline 
that's like really important in the beginning. And then they just forget about it like throughout the whole game. And at the end, they're like, oh, it's like it's important again. And I was like, I feel like you could have given that story a little bit more meat or just taken it out. <laughs> like, I don't, I didn't like how they did one story. But overall, I thought it was a really, really well written story. And this is the only spoiler I'll give is that there is going to be a third game. Which, I yeah, I think I kind of knew about that. Yeah, so, that and it doesn't really surprise me. It still story. has an ending, but yeah, there is going to be a third game, and I will be super excited for that, and I'll have to beat both these games again <laughs> before I play that third game, because I beat Zero Dawn just before I started playing this one, which it did help, because all the side quests like get more story in the second game, which I loved. I was like, even though I didn't remember Happy Motherfuckers, I was like, I really like that you have a story here. <laughs> And then the other thing is the whole romance aspect. I hope they play into that on the third game, even though I don't think they will. Just because it's funny weird. Like, her interactions with these men, I'm just like, you won't let me pursue or not pursue these. They're just, like, in the background yeah. of her life. And she's basically just like, I'm busy. I'm not going to address that. <laughs> yeah. Even though the Sun King is in love with me and Aaron's in love with me, I'm just going to ignore that while I go do my other shit. <laughs> and maybe Varl. Eh. Eh. That one's questionable. Well, he got a new bitch. It's fine. Yeah, just questionable. <laughs> yeah, his starts out and you're like, hmm? Yeah. I mean, what man wouldn't be in love with me? <laughs> I feel like he maybe likes you or something in the first game. I don't know. I remember that it's weird with him. You're like a curiosity and it's kind of like every man that comes within yeah. the vicinity of you has some feeling for you is kind of how they play on it. Well, I think I was reading about that. A little bit that I mean obviously Aloy's like you know she's a badass bitch but also you know I mean you kind of see this like most of the other people they tend to be kind of like a Asian black or like kind of Nordic vibe to it so I think like Aloy is supposed to be very rare like the fact that she's redheaded like you don't see other redheaded people yeah and it's essentially because of what she is which I'm not going to say because that is a spoiler and Really, you should play Horizon Zero Dawn, if not just for the story. Like, seriously, just do it like how I did. Just go. <laughs> just put it on the easiest mode and have fun. Yeah, do the story, because it's worth it. Or watch it on YouTube. I'm sure you can find a story version. It's it's good. It's pretty decent. Right. So, we should move on to something else before we just talk. This becomes the Horizon. Another video game. <laughs> podcast. What do I want? Um, okay, I'm going to talk about just a silly YouTube thing that I've been into, just because I think it's funny. So, there is this channel. It's called Hana and Kotaro. It's, I guess it's Japanese. Yeah, he doesn't really talk very much. It's kind of one of those where there's subtitles and things. But it is this guy in Japan who owns otters. <laughs> and it's so specific. I know, <laughs> but they're so cute. It's one of these things where I watch it and I'm like, man... I'd love to have otters, but also I'm sure I would hate it. Because <laughs> yeah. I even looked it up, and they are apparently quite a pain to have. They're uh, very messy. Very, 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 <laughs> very messy. Um, yeah, and you have to provide them tons of water, <laughs> basically all the time. Like, I think this guy, he basically has a bathtub for him, but then he'll also have an outdoor pool. So it's like, man, it's intense. you got to have water. But they're just so cute. Like... The way that they'll slide, because when they get startled or if they're just being cute, I guess, they'll, like, slide on their stomachs and they'll go underneath the couch and it's just so funny and cute. Um, or the other one that really cracks me up is when they're in pools. 
because they, the way they float, it's so hard to explain because I mean, a lot of things float, but like, they're so buoyant. Like you'll see the, uh, the owner, he'll hold their stomach and kind of just like move them around. It's like they just glide and you know, they're like no effort. It's not like they're like sitting there keeping themselves or like flapping their little flippers. Like they're just there, there. like (laughs) a little balloon in the water. It's so funny. Yeah. So that's my recommendation for people who want to watch cute shit. Well, to wrap up our media section, there's a show that I discovered that <laughs> I've already watched like three times because I keep showing people because it's so, so random. It's called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun and it's on Netflix and it's, I looked it up. They're very obscure. Like nobody gives a shit about this group, <laughs> but they, they have skits online too, which I've tried to start watching those, but just. If you like random humor, so if you like us, I guess, you'd like this show. Because I'm having this trouble with all these comedies that shows just get repetitive. And I just start predicting exactly how everything's going to go and I get really irritated. This show does not do that whatsoever. As soon as I think I know the joke, they just opposite. Like, just do the most random bullshit thing. (laughs) And I just find it absolutely hilarious. And it is... Some of it is smart comedy, but most of it is just really dumb, and that's why it's just so funny to me. And so it'll just be like, oh, yeah, that's about what? <laughs> like, it's just left turn. And I have to pause it because I laugh so hard. <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. There's only one season. It's really quick. I literally watched it in a day, and I want to try to, like, boost their showing if I can because they're hilarious and they deserve it. But, yeah, I, I really like that show, and I want more people to watch it now because it's just really undervalued no one watches this thing yeah i mean i'm not really aware of where they came from or what their deal is but it definitely has some funny moments and it's definitely random 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 humor (laughs) there's no way else to describe it yeah it's just random (laughs) yeah so that wraps up our media but we also have other skills and hobbies and likes it's just media is so easy to just talk about endlessly but we kind of want to talk about more books or art or just general hobby stuff. So to start us off, what you got? All right. Let's talk about this thing that's around <laughs> us. The fact that I just keep changing this office all the time, constantly. I don't know what it is. I think I hate it or something. <laughs> I think I hate it, so keep making it different in hopes that it will change. <laughs> this is, see, this is the thing. Nobody ever tells you about buying a house. You buy a house and you'll go into a room and you'll hate it. <laughs> and then that just becomes your obsession. There's nothing you can do. Doesn't matter. You can try to fix it. Maybe you'll succeed, but honestly, you probably won't. <laughs> My whole house. So. <laughs> I've re- redone every room twice. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, I think cool. my big room for that is the bathroom. But it's mainly because there's nothing I can do. Yeah. And so it just drives me crazy. Every time I'm in there, I'm like, I hate this bathroom. <laughs> I'm redoing my main bathroom right now, and it's miserable. I'll spend, like, a whole day, and I'll be like, fuck this room, and then I won't be in there for a week. I'm like, I gotta finish that. <laughs> like, it's in shambles. <laughs> fuck that room. I never use it. I have a main master bathroom, so I never go in that one. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I got some fancy colorful lights, uh, you know, like... All the lovely TikTok people, I guess. <laughs> um, I got some different sound boards. I have a jellyfish station, so that's pretty cool. And then I got these uh, fancy shelves, which I put my Gundam on top. My Gundam uh, Lance. He's got a name, but I just call him Lance because yeah. funny. <laughs> Lance? Why not? 
I think uh, I think it's coming along. It's there's still a couple things I do need to fix. I think I need to get a new desk, uh, mainly because my current desk, lovely listener, is uh, about three desks put together. <laughs> there's this, and then there's this, and then there's this, which the printer is on. <laughs> Yeah, it's like printer, laptop, recording station, all yeah. separate desks. <laughs> so I think I'm to the point where I just want to get an actual L. L-shaped desk and stop with whatever is <laughs> this happening. This facade ended now. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, I think, one of my better real-world things. I have a lot of real-world things now I'm thinking about it. So like, I got a new job. Well, I got promoted. I didn't get a new job. I got promoted. And I, it's a really weird shift for me. Because I'm used to being the tech guy on whatever team I'm on. But now I'm on a tech team. So I'm the weakest when it comes to the tech knowledge. Because they've all been doing this job and they know all this tech. But I have the best people skills now. (laughs) They have terrible people skills. So I'm just like, well, at least I'm good for something. Like, that's that's handy. And also, I guess I'm surprising. I learn faster than they did. So they're like, you're already done with that? I'm like, was I supposed to take longer? And they're like, I take three days to do that. I'm like, well, I just learned it and it took me a day and a half. Sorry. Like, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, and I'm kind of bored, but I have to do these, like, it's called skill wave and it's teaching you like SQL and all this stuff in Excel. And I messed with my boss. I'm like, I'm going to be honest with you. Nothing is sticking. I've sat here for three hours and I know less than I did when I started because now I'm just confused. And he's like, do you want the book? I'm like, yes, I'm better at reading. He's <laughs> just giving the book. I can't focus. They're more ADHD than I am. I can't do it. <laughs> and they all have different accents. And I'm like, I can't focus. <laughs> it's not cool. Did the book help? I ha- he gave it to me today. So oh, okay. I'll have to see if it helps. So I have that going on. I started that last week. And then um, I'm redoing my bathroom. And I did a really cool wave wall. And I did this, like, really messy ship lap. That's supposed to look like an ancient ship that I pour out from wood outside and I'm like this is coming together I mean I still fucking hate this room and I'll never be in here but it's coming together <laughs> but somebody will but somebody's gonna use it so there's that and then and they'll enjoy this <laughs> and they'll like all this stuff and I guess the bigger thing is um two things so one I'm working on my recipe binders which is a lot <laughs> they're they're thick like they are some they're full <laughs> just shit to do and I was like, oh, I can make this part of, like, a YouTube channel or, like, a podcast thing. And I'm like, it's still a lot. Even if I don't do that, it's like, I'll think on that. I'm just going to start hammering away at recipes. And, I mean, these things, it's just so many. It's because I got, so American Test Kitchen, it's, like, a really, really good site for recipes. Because a lot of recipes don't actually get tested. So, that's when you end up with the ones you're like, who the fuck wrote this? Like, this doesn't make any sense. These are tested, and they tell you, like, all the technique and the method, and they give you tips of, like, exact. they tell you exactly how ripe the bananas need to be. Like, they show you pictures of what level of ripeness. Like, they're that detailed. But you have to subscribe to the site to access these recipes. So I got a week for free, like, three years ago, and printed literally any recipe that I thought I could possibly want. So I would start with just, like, things I wanted to learn to make. I'd start there. And then i go by, like chef and then I go by like culture and then I go just by ingredients I'd be like I want every single artichoke recipe that you could muster and I printed all of them while I was at work and it's like I went through two packs of paper <laughs> like I printed a lot <laughs> and so then I put it on this goddamn binder and just threw it away <laughs> I just logged it away <laughs> 
So I'm trying to go through it now. I'm very confused as to why you did this. Because I didn't want to pay for a subscription. <laughs> so I printed every recipe you could ever want. But then why did you never look at it again? Because it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to go through, okay? I have them in my car because I was working on it at work. So I've got that. And then I wrote out a 10-year writing goal thing. So in 10 years, I have all these projects I want to finish. And they're on a schedule now. We'll see um, how it goes. Writing about writing about cat vampires. I mean, uh, now add it to the list. <laughs> uh, I don't know, cows in space. Well, okay. So one of the things is I want to write a good Batman movie series. Okay, I thought of the perfect idea for an origins movie, and then I have three other movies that would follow it. Okay, and then in ten, about five years after that's released, I'm going to release the origins again. But Bruce Wayne's the one who dies, so then it becomes the Thomas Wayne Batman. But I have to record that scene when I do the origins, which is why I gotta know <laughs> about it. <laughs> like, there's a, I have a plan, but yes. it's in, like, eight years I do that one. <laughs> you have a lot to write. I do. I will say, actually, this is a little bit off topic, but I was talking about this the other day with my husband, that I think if, if there was ever a project that was perfect for us, we would need a tech person, you know, like a programmer, blah, blah, blah type of person. Because somebody who can, like, make a video game, right? And then I want to make a game, for the love of God, that is, like, an RPG with two people where both of your choices matter. Yeah. They did, um, it's not that expansive, but a way out. Yeah, that was actually, that was kind of... One, when I was talking about this with my husband that I mentioned, but I don't know, like... So we write ourselves into this game, and then, like, do whatever you see, and they do their choices? Even if it was something kind of, like, to the level of civilization, not quite like civilization, but, like, this idea of, like, you're over here, I'm over here, you know, we're doing stuff throughout the story because of what you're doing and what I'm doing, it kind of starts to affect until it comes to a head, well, basically. Well, it could be... I just thought of it. So it could be, like, hero, villain, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. You're just playing through it. And then, like, basically you're creating your counter. So if you're playing a hero, it makes the other one a villain by, like, your choices affecting them and vice versa. Like, Megamind kind of plays on the idea of, like, he was only a villain because the hero, like, shadowed him for so long and whatnot. And so you could do it like that and just have, like, the pieces move that way. And then if you switch and you play the other character and make them do the opposite choices, the um, character you previously played does the same thing but differently. So they're still, like, the opposite, but they do it completely differently how they walk about it. I think... Even though we're really bad at villains. (laughs) I want this, though. Just saying. Well, that's why my project thing is a 10-year plan, because there are certain things that when I write them, I want them published. Like, the whole point of me writing them is I need them out in the world, and I want people to know about it. Other things I'm writing for me. Like, I just want to write it down and have it out. That's why it's a 10-year plan. So I have all this other stuff that I could possibly get published, and then I would have a name, and then I could be like, okay, now give me reins to make a Batman movie before I lose my mind. (laughs) Like, you know who I am? Let me make a Batman movie. (laughs) And so... That'll be, like, at the end of the two-year plan, we can write this video game, because by then we'll have stuff published. How, how though, do you get to a point where you make a video game? How do you find 
it someone. takes so long as it a does writer. Take so long. Just as a writer, I was I started a video game arc and did it like an RPG. It's like fifty pages, and I barely got through just the beginning intro that teaches you how to play the fucking game. And I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this is why the RPGs aren't as diverse as we want them to be. It's like it takes so much effort. <laughs> But I'm talking about, like, I would want this game even if it was a shorter game. Like, I just think it would be cool. Yeah. Like, to be able to have one person on one side doing something, and then you're doing something, and then it ends up something happens. Whatever that is. Obviously, there's a lot of things that could happen. But I want it. I want it in the world. Well, you can make it so many different ways. You could do it where it's, like, online play where you both have to be online at the same time. And, like, working through your world the way you want to and seeing how it shapes together. But then never actually, like, communicating until the end. And then being like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I'm your opposite. <laughs> I'm you. Like, the whole thing. <laughs> we can make it, like, different settings. So we can make it a, like, 20-hour game, but then have 10 different modes. And just have it evolve in all those different ways. And then if that's really popular, then we'll be like, we're going to do it. We're going to make the 100-hour RPG peacefully because we'll yeah. be exhausted <laughs> but you know what they'll put it on our gravestones they'll be the best rpg ever it's <laughs> yeah. my that's my all dream. that we want to be to be honest though i was thinking about this that i think that that would also be a great podcast would be like something along the lines of rpg and me where it's just us talking about rpgs because <laughs> i feel like we're we're made for it. <laughs> this is our thing. I mean, that is our longest episode. It's just like, let's talk about this one video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a series, but we're talking about this. That's what we need. We just need to work for Bioware. I don't even know if Bioware exists anymore. With any A, we just have to pretend like that's not a thing. Tears. Yes. Well, on the tears note, let's talk about well-being. That was terrible. I laughed so much during that segue. It's from the tears from imagining poor Bioware under you. Well, I was like, I gave you a really good segue when I was like, writing, and then you didn't use it. (laughs) I thought about it, but then I wanted to talk about that video game because honestly, I I think like if that ever came up, I think it would be perfect. What is it called? Like our whole point in life or destiny. <laughs> the the mag- magnum opus yes. <laughs> will be that video game. Untitled video game. Untitled video game <laughs> is our life goal. But if we want to talk about things that are more like mental health and beauty and blah, 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 I would say one of the things that I have in this category is also writing, but it's writing more as a release because I've kind of changed my writing habits although I'm probably going to change them again but I think like I was starting to get way too intense with writing and it was it was too much and I kind of had to step away so I think I've kind of gone back to it and now I'm kind of more approaching it as release having it be more about comfort again rather than it being so intense I think that's where it was going for a while like it was just really (laughs) intense and it just was starting to stress me out way too much so I've kind of stepped back and now I'm trying to be more relaxed with it but I still do want to write and so um you know I have 
goals and things that I would like to do. And so I, I do want to kind of get more into that. But I also, at the same time, I don't want to give up writing being a release or something that makes me less stressed, you know? I still think you need to try to do a D&D campaign, even if it's just a small group. Or make this video game. Yeah, that's that's stress. <laughs> I think that's more of a stressor than we'd have a lot of fun, and then we'd be like, oh yeah, it works. But... <laughs> well, we'll start with a small one. Right. Just one quest line. Just see we'll start with the, like, ten-hour version. Well, yeah. And then... Short and sweet. We'll, like, <laughs> label them all that way. Short and sweet. This is the ten-hour version. If we could get the ten-hour version made, then I'd be like, maybe Make it, we'll... like, a phone app so you play with your friends. Maybe we'll move on to the 50-hour. We'll create a new type of RPG altogether. I don't know what it would be. Crazy. <laughs> Co- the real co-op RPG. Not the stupid fucking, you're playing Fable and you're attached by a millimeter <laughs> to your person. Nothing matters. You're just there being sad. We are one. <laughs> Style. There we go. Yeah. This wouldn't be that. Well, no, that's what we call it because it's like playing on each other. So it's like one character, two destinies, simultaneous. But they don't, you don't lose or gain by being one or the other. They equal. You got this. You got a lot of, <laughs> a lot of hip words going on. Yeah. <laughs> but well, anyway, magnum opus. This magnum video is. <laughs> Be ready in 15 years or however long it takes. <laughs> yeah. Someday. When we get there. Now, one of the reasons why I came up with my project plan is because I keep coming up with really interesting ideas, and I literally, like, outline it and finish it. I just don't do it. (laughs) And I'll tell one of my friends when I'm at work, and they're just like, you need to get this out in the world. I'm like, oh, God, I just think of things. It's a lot of effort. (laughs) It's a lot of stress you just put on me. (laughs) I need, like, an editor. Yeah, and so then I threw together, like, okay, I have a goal set now. Yeah. I have to do these things, but very slowly. Mm. I start out slow, and then it's like, there's like two years where it's like, you're working on like five things. <laughs> well, I mean, are you stressed about this? Is this what the boxing, running, um, blades on your face? <laughs> That's my notes, people, in case you're wondering. <laughs> um, I start boxing classes in about two weeks. That wasn't the one I was curious about. I know. <laughs> it's called... I forget. <laughs> it's called building, um, I forgot the word completely. For having blades on your face? Mm-mm. <laughs> no, it's, it's a story. It's like a story method. It's like building up to, I forget the phrase, so. Okay. Now I just feel real dumb. Well, now we're here. Now we're here. So yeah, I'm going to do boxing in a couple weeks because I just get really out of shape in the winter because I get like seasonal depression and I'm not outside, I'm not doing anything. And so I'm just really out of shape and I'm like, I'm getting older, I need to like set something <laughs> to keep me like into it instead of just doing the normal tasks that I do. And I want to learn Muay Thai and boxing is kind of like the American soft version of doing Muay Thai. And this gym I found, they do um, fundamentals of Muay Thai. So I can build into that while I'm there. And I really like that idea. So I'm doing that for health. And running is just because my boyfriend is a runner and he wants support. And I was like, okay, on your relaxed days, I might join you. <laughs> I don't like running. Okay. I just don't like it. 
But there's this Lord of the Rings challenge that you can do. You pay for it, so I'm basically, I could just lie and get my medals anyway, but you get medals for these distances you go, and the idea is you're like running to Rivendell or running through Moria, and it's the distance that they calculate however they do. If you do the whole challenge, the first one starts like in the Shire, and you get the one ring on like the back of your <laughs> medal, <laughs> and at the end, you end up at Mount Doom, and like you put the medal in the like volcano on your medal. Yeah. And I, like, really like that. <laughs> I'm like, I'll oh, run yeah. for medals that are really cool in Lord of the Ringsy. Yeah. They had one of those, I think, for uh, Harry Potter at one point. Yeah, they do, like, a ton of them. But I was just like, that'll get me. So, like, I'll do that. If you can find something good that works for you, that distracts you, that's kind of the best thing I've found with running. Like, I know you've said before you haven't really found podcasts or any of that. But, like, podcasts or... Some audiobooks, like, especially if it's something I'm interested in, like, if it's like, eh, well, you know, I was gonna try to learn about that anyway, sometimes that's nice and that distracts me from the physical pain. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah, I just hate running. Always have. And then, um, blades on my face is one of my notes. So I have KP, corporal paralysis, it's this, like, skin condition, and it's getting worse every year. It used to be pretty minor. When I was young, it was just, like, on the tops of my arms. It's these little red bumps. And now, as an adult, it was supposed to go away. They always say, like, it's adolescence. It'll go away. But it just keeps getting worse for me. And it has to do with how I process potassium. So it pushes it out of, like, my hair follicles, like, my pores. And it's becoming extremely painful, like, in the winter. Because I don't get enough vitamin E or D to kind of process it the way I'm supposed to. So, and now it's on my face. So it looks like acne, but they're... It's part of the stupid skin condition I have. And one of the things you can do is you can control, like, your hair follicles and reduce them. And so I got microblade for my face. So it shaves all that, like, little fuzzy hairs that are on your face. But I kind of fucked up the first (laughs) couple times. So my forehead's easy. Like, it's flat. And that's where my biggest problem is, is on my forehead. Because it's, like, where my hair is coming down. But I got, like, a couple marks, like, on the sides of my cheeks, and I got one on my nose for some fucking reason. I'm pretty sure that one was probably a zit, but I went to, like, carve into my cheeks with it, and I forgot that, like, I have dimples and that my cheeks, like, are Victorian and, like, sharp, and I just cut right into my cheek. (laughs) Just like, oh, (laughs) shit. (laughs) And it it was, like, purple. Like, it was not just a tiny little cut. It was, like, into my dimple. Just this horrible purple <laughs> cut. And I didn't have any band-aids, so I just put... I had, like, these big patches that are, like, for your knee, and I just, like, put it on my face because it wanted to stop bleeding. And I was like, well, that went well. And then I did the exact same thing on my nose, where, like, I just got into a divot and just, like, <clears throat> like, oh. <laughs> just pouring blood on my... Okay, so it is, like, shaving. Because with your forehead, like, it was quick. Like, it didn't... I was like, oh, these aren't serious blades because they don't look like a blade they don't look like a razor they've got like little teeth mm-hmm. so i assume they're not that sharp but damn they sharp like they just <laughs> cut into my face and i'm like well it's fine <laughs> it's whatever <laughs> so then you just have a face scar <laughs> yeah it's cool i mean it healed it's fine and it hasn't totally fixed the problem it's definitely helped because i'm just that kind of person i can't leave stuff on my face alone even if it makes it look worse. I don't give a shit. I need the control. I need to be able to just be like, I did something. Even if it's so much worse. And so this really helped. And it has reduced it a lot. So, have, I mean, I mean, I don't know 
much about the skin condition that you're talking about, but have you ever tried like a chemical exfoliant? Well, my arms, what I do, believe it or not, this is like the best it's been. <laughs> I get this scrub that has glycolic acid in it, and you, I scrub that down, and then I have this like sand scrub, and then I, that has mm. more acid in it. <laughs> I just burn my skin with acid. It's fine. I just do that on repeat, and then I have a lotion that's supposed to like heal my skin after that. I haven't done any chemical peels or anything like that. I want to go to a dermatologist to kind of get a yeah. serious plan because it's never been this bad. This year was just like extremely painful, which it's usually only painful occasionally, but it was all through the winter and I was like, oh. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went to a dermatologist. Um, it's not that bad. The only thing that kind of sucks sometimes is that sometimes it's hard to get into a dermatologist. But the reason why I was asking about the chemical exfoliant thing, I think they're like, I forget what they're called. They're like, AHAs because I, I was listening to this dermatologist on YouTube and he was talking about how he doesn't really like the physical ones so like ones with sand and you know that kind of stuff because you can basically cause like micro tearing you know if you're not careful and then sometimes that makes things worse oh. because it's like stuff can now I'm literally just in. ripping my skin off I'm like all of it yeah. all of it <laughs> yeah. so yeah. like the chemical one and I mean it's not like it burns it's like Honestly, it's like cleaning your face. That's the way it is to me. But um, yeah, I was just curious because I've been introduced to that recently. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not been, it's not so bad. Yeah, they always recommend scrubbing because the idea is like the potassium seals that pore. And so you need to bust that off. Mm -hmm. And then, then you need to deal with the irritation underneath. Just kind of like, don't quote me on that. But that's kind of the idea. And I, with my arms especially, like shaving the top of my arms and doing that helps a lot. My lower, I find it weird when people completely shave their arms, so even though it would probably help, I don't shave my forearms, because I'm like, that's, they're already blonde. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> I even find it weird to shave my forehead, because I'm like, it's like, I'm going to start going bald, even though I know that's not how it works. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, some of it's helping, and then now the sun is out, so that just, that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just need more sunlight. But yeah. Okay. Blades on your face. Blades in my face. I thought this was going to be like an acupuncture thing. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I literally just cut up my face back, so I was like, oh shit. Well, I think this last thing you have is also kind of related to one of my earlier things. Because I started reading a book that is A Year of Positive Thinking. And really all that it is, is it's like a, a once a day you read this book. It, it's kind of in the vein of an affirmation. Although I wouldn't say it's quite an affirmation because it's not like, fuck the world, you're great. It's kind of more like ways to think about things. And I just, the way that this author talks about stuff, I really like because it's very, I don't know, it's very positive in a way that's pleasant and neutral, that's, I guess. That's not like um, condescending, condescending or childish. Or intense. Because that's the other thing, is that, like, sometimes when you do affirmations or whatever it is, they're like, fuck, you know, fuck, be fucking happy, blah. but it's not quite like that. It's kind of more like a reflection of the world. Um, so, like, one of the ones that I liked was she was talking about mistakes and failures, and she was talking about how in... Uh, Japanese culture, there used to be this thing, I'm not sure if they do it anymore, but it's like with pottery, and you've probably seen this, where it's like when a pot will break, 
the detail it in gold rather than like fixing the pot or throwing the pot away. And kind of like the idea um, that she was kind of trying to say there is like, you know, we all have flaws and like flaws are kind of a thing. And, you know, in a way, like kind of own up to them. Like you have them. <laughs> Don't <you> try. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just like there's all kinds of it's a lot of things kind of like that where it's just kind of more like looking at the world and the way that things are and kind of flipping it a little bit. And I don't know. I've just been it's enjoying like it. Well, my my note for everybody this year is just happy moments every day. So I do this thing when I have a bad day or I'm in a bad mood. that I try to accomplish something. 70% of the time that works. The 30% of the time where like I fuck that thing up, then I'm, it's like double or nothing. I'm basically betting double or nothing. I'm like, either this will make me feel fine or I'll be 10 times worse because then I'll feel like a piece of shit because I couldn't even do that thing. And so... And it was kept happening where I kept getting on the 30% where I'd be like, now I feel worse. Like, everything's terrible. So then my new thing is if I have a bad day or if I'm in a bad mood is that I try to do one thing that made me laugh or smile that day. So the day's not wasted. So I still have that moment that's like, well, that was nice. Like, And, you know, it comes at the end of the day. So it's the last thing you remember. And I started thinking, I'm like, I should just do that every day. Like, I should just make a point to always have, like, a happy moment every day even if it's stupid or silly like you know what i had a shitty day i'm gonna drive to mcdonald's and get an ice cream cone because <laughs> that's the kind of day i mean you shouldn't always do food but that's kind of or i should go for a walk and look at that maple tree i like and see if it changed that kind of stuff it is a lot nicer it does help it's better than my double or nothing <laughs> i still do that sometimes but i don't do it so what would happen is i do it late at night and then you know it'd be bedtime and i'd be like fuck stupid like I try to make cookies which I've done a million times but then that day they just don't turn out and I'm like I'm a failure <laughs> everything's awful <laughs> I remember one time I did that and I literally burnt and underbaked the cookies at the same time and I was like how do you even do that <laughs> they were burnt in the bottom but then doughy on top and I was like I hate everything <laughs> this is just a shit day <laughs> like I'm out just canceling today. <laughs> and maybe that's the day you go to McDonald's and get the ice cream. Yeah, just like, <laughs> this is so sweet. I'm like, my hideous cookies. <laughs> yeah, so it's my happy moments every day. Even if they're silly or small, it makes the day worth it. Yeah, I mean, I think that that makes sense. I mean, a lot of life is just kind of perspective. Right. It's like how you view things and, you know, if you're willing to try to flip things on its head because you know if you can do that then yeah yeah the idea of like having a bad moment first thing in the morning doesn't dictate your entire day it will if you let it though if you just decide like well today's gonna be shit which is probably a well we hope you like all of our suggestions on the next episode it's julie's nick cage review finally why it made me think of it but there's a show and I think it's called like love at first sight and the yeah the premise is basically like these people have never met and they meet on their wedding day and get married but every single time the groom is either like a relatively okay guy or a pretty decent person but there were two that I distinctly remember and one it was like 
the groom was really cute. Like, he was essentially the best-looking one I'd seen so far. And he wanted, like, all personality stuff. Hers was all physical. And she basically was like, he needs to be at least half black. He needs to have, like, I love tattoos. I love big lips. Like, she said all this, like, really specific stuff. And she walks up and her face instantly just drops. And then it goes to, like, her maid of honor, which is her gay best friend, who's like, yeah, I knew she wasn't going to like him. And just, I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, I don't understand. And then why does she go through with it? They don't tell you what the incentive is. There has yeah. to be money. I mean, I'm sure, you know, the publicity of her being on there. But the guy's like, I have hope. Like, I'm sure we can make it out. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> All she's done is bitch about you in the back scenes before she's even. And she basically was just like, yeah, let's get this going. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> he's so nice. What is he doing on here? Like, he has to be flawed because he's on their show. But, like, maybe he's into some real kinky stuff. I don't, well, like, it was funny because they go through their honeymoon. I watched this, like, whole episode because I was just like, what is wrong with this? Why did you do this to this poor man? And she's, like, pissed at him the entire time. Basically, because she's wanting him to take pictures of her. And he's just like, no, I want to relax. Like, I'm not going to sit here and take pictures of you the whole time. And she wears, like, the skimpiest outfits. They're on the beach. And she's like, why aren't you looking at me? Aren't you sexually attracted to me? Because I'm so fucking hot. And he's like, you know, I'm really not. <laughs> like, he starts getting pissed. And he's like, I'm into personality and you don't have one. So, no, I'm not really physically attracted to you. And she's just like, well, I was hoping to have sex in this honeymoon. Is that not happening? He's like, God, no. Like, he just... <laughs> like, he starts getting pissed. I'm like, yeah, tell her what's up, dude. And then she starts throwing shit at him. <laughs> And he's just like, you can get out of the hotel room if you're going to be such a fucking bitch. <laughs> like, you don't need to throw shit at me or yell at me. And she's just like, I just don't understand why you won't admit I'm so fucking hot. And he's like, is that really what you need? That much validation? Isn't that what the internet does for you? Like, <laughs> I was like, why did you do this? Like, why are, Why is he even on the show? 